Sometimes, despite Instagram's glorious visual focus, only words will do. Text graphics are something that historically didn't do as well on Instagram, but they are increasingly finding popularity now, especially when the content is really valuable and strong. By putting the words front and center where the photo would usually sit, we get to bypass that usual barrier that captions and audio on Instagram can face. Incorporating text into your gallery can still make use of everything we've talked about so far. Click appeal, composition, plus of course your color and dream style focus. Staying consistent with your textile means deciding on some brand guidelines. In simple terms, this is a sheet of rules for your brand. It's the colors, the fonts and design elements that you should use in everything you create in order to make visuals that are immediately identifiable as you. So when I worked for the NHS, they called it our corporate identity and it was the exact shade of blue that the NHS logo had to be. It was how much space the logo could take up on the top of a letter, what typeface those letters or reports had to be written in, what size. And it makes sense because patients needed to be able to know and trust that the document was legit and official, something that might be difficult if letters were sometimes written in Comic Sans and some of them had purple logos. If you've never had any official branding done for you, it's really easy for your visual voice to become a little bit messy around the edges, maybe a bit unruly. And that's fine because we're all juggling a lot of jobs here. But just like with our imagery, it can be a really good idea to give ourselves a good, strong framework to stick to for Instagram and beyond. So text-based graphics are great for quotes, for quick tips and tricks, for testimonials, for promotions and giveaways, maybe for establishing a non-visual topic on your page, launching a series or talking points. As a general rule, text-based posts do tend to attract a little bit less engagement, but this is going to really vary depending on your account and your niche and your audience, so don't write them off. So if you don't already have brand guidelines, here's what I would recommend. Step one, choose your colors. So what colors do you want your graphics to be? If you have a color in your logo or your blog that you'd like to use, or if you've chosen some colors for your color palette in week one that you can incorporate to set the color tone for your grid. Step two is to make sure you've chosen a typeface, maybe a couple. Pinterest have some really great free resources if you type in free font pairings and you will be able to choose different combinations of fonts that sit well together. Then step three is to make a layer or two. So you can make your own template. I recommend Canva and Adobe Spark. Both of those will let you do it for free in their apps. And they have ready-made templates that you can start with and make your own. If you want something extra special, you can buy Instagram graphics and templates ready-made on websites like Creative Market. And a lot of those are editable either in Photoshop or in Canva to make them your own. If graphics aren't for you, but you still want to share your words, there are some other creative ways you can think about putting them in there. So photographs of printed or handwritten text tend to perform really well mostly because they marry the words with that enticing moment-filled scene that we know has tons of appeal. Creating these can be a little bit more time-consuming, especially if you're not a natural calligrapher with perfect handwriting, but there are a few ways you can cheat, so maybe shooting blank notebook pages or pieces of paper in different settings and then editing your text over the top in an app. You could do that in Canva or Adobe Spark again, or in something like Photoshop or PicMonkey. And then just like with the templates for your graphics, you're able to reuse that photo more than once and put different text on it time after time. If you want to save time on shooting, but create something like that, again, head to Creative Market and look up some of the stock images, the mock-ups for notebooks, paper, desktops, things like that. 
But do be mindful that if you're buying stock imagery like this, it's never going to be as reflective of you and your work and your style as something that you chose to photograph for yourself. My final tip for this is to think outside of the box. If you're sharing quotes, do think about your sources. There are a raft of brilliant, moving and empowering ones on Instagram and Pinterest. You'll spot me sharing them in this course and in the Facebook groups. But often I think it's the same few hundred that keep doing the rounds over and over again. And then after you've followed these accounts for a year or two, or if you follow several of these different types of accounts, you start to feel like you've learned everything you can. If you're regularly sharing quotes as part of your content, I would encourage you to think about the value. Maybe search them out in some unusual places. You could quote your grandma or your old school teacher or your favorite novel. You could jot down phrases or sentences when you're reading books that you think would be valuable to share with the world. If you have a Kindle, often when you're reading a book, you can see how many other people have underlined certain passages. And that's a great way to find words that are resonating with people, but that haven't necessarily made it out into the world of these quote graphics already. You can capture quotes from podcasts you're listening to or blog posts you're reading or even other people's Instagram captions and stories. When you're doing this, you're creating content that is uniquely and unbeatably you creating value that people won't get from following any of the other quote-based pages and you're weaving your own story and personality into the mix. Plus, if you're quoting anyone with an Instagram account of their own, you can obviously tag them and let them know and then you're quite likely to get a shout out on their stories or page for yourself. So anyone who ever does anything with quotes from my podcast or from my book, I'll so often share because I'm always amazed at how much more wise you can sound when someone else quotes your words back to you. And obviously it's a nice thing to do. If you need inspiration, head to Pinterest. I've linked to a board where I save a lot of quotes on my own account if you don't know where to start, just to get a feel for what looks good, what catches your eye, how you might want to lay these things out. And if you want to make graphics or templates for your stories, it's a really similar process. The Adobe Spark Post app has so many beautiful, perfectly sized templates ready to customize and roll. But we're going to be looking at Instagram stories in more detail in a later week, so I don't want to dig into that too much now. If you have any questions or if you want to share some of your templates and get some feedback, the Facebook community is ready and waiting for you.